listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined today by Dr. Merrill Kingston with Intermountain Primary Children's Hospital. Thanks for being with us. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, we're talking today about uh, a topic that even us adults struggle with, fears and anxieties. But we're focusing on how we can help our children through uh, fears and anxieties. Of course, we know uh, infants and toddlers, a lot of them experience different fear, uh, different anxiety about things. And it can be challenging sometimes, I know, you know, for, for myself even, as a parent, to try to figure out how to soothe them, how to um, help them overcome a fear or something that's making them anxious. Because sometimes it's, it's a fear of something that us as adults might think is silly even. And so trying to help them work through it and figure that out. Um, so you're going to kind of break down some of the tips and tricks that we need as parents or even as caregivers to help us, you know, kind of walk our children through how to get over some of those fears and anxieties. And a lot of it has to do with kind of self-soothing, right? Yeah, right. Um, uh, infants aren't born with a self-soothing function, and so they depend on their environment, uh, largely primary caretakers, to uh, provide that soothing function for them. You know, they, they naturally experience distress and upset if, if something is not, if they don't feel well, uh, if they're hungry, if they're cold, and uh, for other reasons. And, um, as caretakers, uh, our job is to try to figure out what is the cause of the distress, uh, resolve the issue, and provide that soothing comfort. Over time, uh, as we do that enough of the time, no parent is perfect in environment if without uh, stress completely. Uh, but over time, as we do that enough of the time, um, our infants and eventual toddlers internalize a self-soothing, uh, a soothing function so that they can self-soothe uh, when needed. And, you know, looking at, at, at the list that we have of what are often, uh, for babies or toddlers, uh, common fears or anxieties, you know, we have to remember that everything to them is new. And so, I mean, even as an adult, you walk into a new environment or a new situation and you know, there could be a fear or an anxiety about that. And I think that's something to remember uh, when it comes to our babies and our toddlers is everything that they're experiencing is brand new to them, whether it's bugs or the dark, you things that we might look at as adults and say, well, there's nothing to be afraid of, but they've never experienced it before. Right, and in, in many of these fears are developmentally normal to be expected. Um, being alone, fear of the dark, uh, large animals, the bugs, heights, uh, going to the doctor, and a loud or an unfamiliar sound. Our stranger anxiety starts to creep up around six to 12 months of age, a separation anxiety, nine to 24 months. So these are natural fears and we, we recognize them and we through them and uh, help them understand the situation. We, we, we don't really want to uh, respond in a judgmental way as if somehow those fears and anxieties are, are not to be expected, but uh, uh, yeah, they're normal. Yeah, so as a parent or a caregiver, you know, what can we do? How can we help facilitate 
uh, that self-soothing? How can we help them learn to, you know, calm themselves and to cope with uh, what some of these common fears are? Well, we, we soothe by uh, physical proximity, uh, holding, comforting that way, and also by our words, uh, reassuring them that things will be okay. Uh, and, and we ideally moderate our own level of distress or anxiety. Some of the situations that, that might cause distress for our infants or toddlers uh, uh, might be uh, distress for us as well as caretakers. Um, our task is to moderate our own anxiety so that it doesn't unwittingly spill over uh, into our child's life and add to their distress. There's also issues though that can kind of creep in and that can interfere with a child learning how to self-soothe uh, when it comes to their fears and anxieties. Uh, can you kind of talk us through some of those? Yeah, so things that might interfere with uh, developing or internalizing a self-soothing function, uh, 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 parental or caretaker mental illness, um, food or housing insecurity, high crime rates, um, uh, mental health struggles, uh, uh, those can uh, interfere with self-soothing function. And a child who doesn't is not able to self-soothe then has difficulty down the road even in later life to uh, calm themselves with distress. And when it comes to some of these um, fears and anxieties and some of the common ones, like we kind of walked through a minute ago, you know, the, the being alone, uh, the monsters or things under the bed, uh, heights, bugs, things like that. Most of those, and correct me if I'm wrong, but most of those kinds of fears and anxieties will tend to dissipate. They'll go away. Uh, they'll kind of overcome those unknowns, those fears and anxieties. Right. Uh, yeah, they will dissipate with time as, as children developmentally mature um, and as we soothe and comfort them when those uh, moments come. We, we mentioned that fear of large animals. Uh, if a child is, is uh, attacked by a dog, that might be a, a traumatic experience that maybe doesn't resolve on its own and might need some uh, professional intervention. And when it comes to that and, and kind of moving forward with talking about how most of these fears or anxieties will go away, um, at times, like you said, I mean, if it's a traumatic experience, or if it's a lingering fear, it might not go away. At what point, uh, as a parent or a caregiver, um, when it comes to kind of the developmental timeline of our children, should we pay closer attention to that fear or anxiety if we feel like it's not dissipating, maybe on the course that we think it should? Yeah, so if, if the child is clingy and uh, has a hard time resolving separation anxiety, uh, if, if they're crying a lot, if they're irritable, um, if, if these are ongoing kinds of things and are, we are unable to soothe them, you know, the crying doesn't stop or the fears uh, don't abate, uh, then uh, at those times uh, we might want to take professional uh, support. I can imagine some of these also um, at times can definitely interfere or interrupt with the child's sleep, which is very important as right. well. Right, exactly. Uh, interferes with developmental functions such as sleep and feeding. So at what point, and every kid's different, we know that, and every parent is different, and you know, and I appreciate what you say about parents not being perfect, we definitely aren't, but at what point should maybe our senses trigger and we say, okay, you know, maybe we should, you know, talk to our pediatrician about this or a medical provider, um, maybe there's something more here going on that we're not able to figure out that we need some extra help with. 
Yeah, if, if the anxiety reaction is, is severe, uh, frequent, um, uh, intense, uh, doesn't uh, resolve it itself, even in spite of our best efforts uh, to soothe and comfort them, seeking help is uh, probably helpful. Um, also, as a, as a parent, if, if I, for instance, find my own anxiety uh, difficult to, to resolve, uh, infants and toddlers, even pre-verbally, can pick up on that and it can add to their distress. And so uh, I, I might need to seek uh, some uh, for myself as a, as a caretaker. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's such a great point uh, to bring up, something that a lot of people might not think about, of, of how much our, our babies and our toddlers, our children, sense that from us, even though we might think that they don't, they sense and see so much more than we even give them credit for. Oh yeah, and this is, like I said, non-verbally even, uh, before they're able to put anything into words and understand their feelings, um, they will pick up on our distress and, uh, and it frightens them. I mean, uh, even an animal, if you're a, uh, if, you ride, if you ride a horse and you're distressed and you're very anxious about doing so, uh, that that horse will pick up on that stress and uh, as if there's a danger around and uh, and then uh, it might be more difficult. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, what other resources do you have for parents if they're listening to this and they think, you know, gosh, I've been struggling with this. I've been struggling with these fears and anxieties that my, you know, my toddlers or my, you know, my babies are having. Uh, what resources do you have for them of where they can um, maybe find some help or find some ideas of what to do? Well, uh, there's all kinds of stuff out there. It's not too hard to Google and, and find uh, resources. Um, primarychildrens.org is a possibility. Um, if, you, if you were to uh, find the American Psychological Association website, American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry website, um, those kinds of uh, uh, resources are helpful to access. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Merrill Kingston with Intermountain Primary Children's Hospital. We appreciate you being with us today. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast, talking about how we can help our children with their fears and anxiety. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.